All right. Keep on rocking in the free world. Do 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 do. Keep on rocking in the free world. Bop up bop. How's it sound? Good. Yeah. Say unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Got to do it three times at least without messing up. Ready? Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique, unique New, no- New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Oh, sorry. Are you ready now? How now, my brown cow? <laughs> how now, my brown? How now, my? How now, my brown cow? 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 Now you ready for the final one? Yeah. I like scotch. I like <laughs> scotch. scotch. I like, like scotch. scotch. Welcome to the Frog Logic Podcast. This is episode uh, 30, it'd be 37, 38, I think. Yep, that's a little loud, don't you think? It smells good. Episode 38 with the wonderful, the magnificent, the incredible, Gianna Strollo. Is that bizarre? Jaja. Jaja. Do bro how many people actually call you Jaja? More than I more than More than you care about? No, I love it. You do, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? So Is it a nickname you earned? Uh yeah, I don't know where it came from. Well, I know where it came from. I don't know why people started calling me that. Were they lazy? They just couldn't pronounce it ever? Well, that's the thing. When, Jana? when no one can pronounce Hi, your name correctly it's so your nice whole to life. so nice meet you, Jana. Just a, a cool nickname, Jaja. Is Jaja a cool nickname? Certainly better than the duck. That What's, was my first nickname. I've only had Jaja. That's Actually, it. Grace. My dad called me Grace when I was little because I was... Did anybody else besides your dad call you Grace? No. Then it can't be an official nickname. Yeah. Two or more. Okay. Two or more is the rule. Yeah, I think it was freshman year high school field hockey. And uh, the seniors may have been my cousin, Beth, someone. Yeah, they started calling me Jaja. And then it carried on through college. And so when I see my college friends, they all refer to me as Jaja. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I like Jaja a lot. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Well... I figured you're not sick of me. Well, what are we at? 90 days now? What are we, 60 days? 69 days? 65? Nine weeks of quarantine? I think it's over 70. So it's essentially a three-month, coming up on a three-month deployment. How do you feel about this whole thing? Uh, I'm actually fine. I'm better than I thought I'd be. What do you think? Why is it that you, as a mom, as a mom managing for four days on, four days off, managing from two to four children, all in online education, mm-hmm. you're managing a business that has about 59 million different things going on right now, including curriculum development and video shooting production, uh, client relations, online presentations. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you're taking care of the house, making sure all of our smelly stuff doesn't pile up. I mean, honest to God, I, I asked you the other night, if you were to calculate how many completely selfless acts you do in one day, what do you think it is? 
I said, don't ask me to do that because it just means it's another thing that I have to keep track of. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I used to hate this saying so much, but it is what it is. When, ah, I love ah, you. Thank you so much for coming. What am I going to do? Just to go in my side. room and just to come to this side, lay in bed all day and cry. You know, I don't, it's not that bad. We're all healthy and we can get outside and, you know, we're able to get food to feed our children and, um, managing everything is certainly the hardest part of it. And I don't know what my max capacity of, uh, multitasking is at this point, but I think I've reached an all time high. Well, remember we tried to quantify what. I mean, first and off, everybody knows that multitasking is just a load of malarkey. There's no such thing. Your brain can only fire, fire, focus on one thing at one time. So how long? For one second? Well, that's... And then it moves to the next thing, the well, next, next typically, task? typically, just think about it as you go through your day. How long did it take you to identify you wanted a drink? Grab the glass, pull it up to your lips, put it down, listening to me, go back, making sure you hit it back on that section of square right there so it doesn't fall over. Now re-engaging me, also tasting the aftertaste of the scotch. Mm. I mean, there's a lot going on so there good. with your thoughts, right? <laughs> I mean... True. And, and so, but what you and I did talk about was the remarkable ability that most people can can we'll call it multitasking right mm -hmm. giving themselves assignment active assignments that they're trying to manage across a multitude of, of levels right i'm trying to get this email out i've got a phone call going and i also need to finish that project right right i got my mind on three things i i, th I think most people can adequately perform two maybe three. I think where you start to get into that really next level of performance is, is the ability to manage five different tasks going at one time. And especially if there's like time involved, right? You're cooking something on the stove or, you know, you've got 17 minutes until your kid's next Zoom class, right? Right. And you're just tracking all those things at once. But the one thing I think I've seen with you is, I mean, I watch some days that you're tracking five, six, sometimes max eight different things at one time. Have you, did you ever expect that that's what mothering would be about? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I guess to a certain extent, you know, you're, you have to be hyper aware all the time as a mom. And so. Ooh, this, that's interesting. Yeah. That's just, I think in general, right. Um, and it started from the beginning, you know, when you have your first baby, they, they're telling you to count how many wet diapers they have to make sure they're eating enough because when you're nursing, you have no idea how much they're getting. So there is this constant tracking that you're, you're how long was the nap for? How many hours was it since their last feeding? Question. What? Then, so prior to, and I think I know the answer, but I, I might not. Prior to having a child, did you quantify your time as much as you did after you had your children and what you do now? Probably not because you're not, it's not just, once you have a kid, a child, it's, it's not just yourself that you have to track. You have to keep, you know, track of or whatever. It's another person. <laughs> 
It's this living, breathing yeah. little creature that without your help will die. Right. They're so dependent on you for every single thing that you stop thinking about what you have to do. And so I think that transforms from your own mind into, you know, something else, not just work or when you need to, you know, get food for yourself or, uh, you know, when I need to go to sleep at night. It's literally just that human being is so dependent on on you to make all those decisions for them that from that point forward, I mean, I, I think it changes it, it sh- your mind, shifts your your whole perception pers- of, of everything. Yeah. And and how you quantify time and how you manage it is completely it's it's self less like you know nothing about what i do for the most part is selfish and that's the remarkable thing and i and i you know having come up and approach mother's day which this this year uh was two days yesterday right yep holy cow that's called quarantine brain um you know i think it brings a lot more uh focused meaning to people this year Mm -hmm. i think you know, Mother's Day before is, man, you're, you, you have this great fast paced life. You've got all this stuff go, oh, we got to make sure we remember mom, you know? Mm -hmm. But, but I think this one, it becomes so powerful and the appreciation for moms and the commitment they make to servicing others on a regular basis, I think was really felt around the the globe. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you think that that, it was a, a more powerful year of Mother's Day than before. Well, I just think in general, this time is giving us a chance to sit back and think about the people in our lives who, you know, do care for us and care about us and what they're doing in the everyday instead of it just being, it, you know, the, the fast paced life and you stop and smell the roses once in a while. It doesn't happen um, unless we force it, I think. And so this quarantine has given us an opportunity to kind of sit back at times and just say, Hey, let's slow down. Let's, let's look around us and see what's important. And, you know, in such a strange way, it makes me miss my mom, my parents more, even though the time of not seeing them is pretty common. It's just, it's you, you have more time to uh, process all of even in the midst of that oh for sure that that endless around the clock yeah uh, commitment towards serving others you're still able in between those those changes in focus to to stop and and reflect that man i really miss my mom you know i really i really now think back to the incredible effort she made with myself and my three brothers i mean when you think about it man you know that's a that's a that's a tremendous amount of of effort put forth you know just taking care of one small child like you said that that shifts your entire perspective of life right literally just goes boop right you know and now all of a sudden you add another one and another one Mm -hmm. and another one does when does it intensify the experience more or does it make you feel as if you're a little behind on that servitude or how does that make you feel the more you've you've had i mean certainly your first well your first and then second and now with my two does the does that the intensity of that focus exponentially grow with each 
responsibility of a child. Absolutely. Because they're, they're not just creatures that just are sitting there, their own, they're individuals and they have their own personalities and their own needs and their own likes, dislikes and everything about each one of them is so different. So, um, I've learned pretty early on it's, when you have multiple children, you don't just group them into one, It's, <laughs> which is so difficult not to do because you want to just push the, the kids to one side and say, okay, this is, everyone's doing this. But as they get older, I think more and more, they're, they're all individualized in, in what they want and what they need for, you know, for their own selves. So you have to focus on what they need versus what you need them to do or to be. And so during this time, I think it's it's kind of given us an opportunity to see each of them for as their own Real selves. individuals. Yeah. I, I felt that yeah. especially. It's the most I, time we've had well, together, with, you and I. With, with the kids yeah. in the most consistent time too. Yeah. I mean, when I'm traveling and out the door and giving speeches two or three a week, gone every, what. I was gone every week, but three through in the fall and through j- January. Right. Yeah. And and so for me, it, it has, man, there's a, there's a break and that, that focus, mm-hmm. like it, it can stop, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've been going overseas enough throughout my entire life that, you know, as soon as that I walk out the door, I get in the car, boom, I switch the mindset and I'm gone and it, get, it there's an interruption in it. Right. And, and now going through this, this incredible, I mean, it's so funny what, you know, year and a half ago, what are, you know, what, what's my biggest complaint in life is that I want more time home, right? more consistent time with the children, you know, and, and all of a sudden it's here. Right. And so for me, it's, it's really beginning to understand those, those beautiful, unique little nuances about each child. And, and then also to watch, be able to watch you engage with each of the children as well, too, as well as maintain everything else. It's been, it's been impressive. Is, have you ever experienced this, uh, this amount of, of time that you felt like you had with them solely, singularly? It feels, I don't want to take away from what it's, the stress of what this is, but with the kids home like this, um, it feels like a summer that you just decided not to send them to summer camp and they're, you know, or they're, they're kind of just home. Um, it, it, the dynamics are strange. We're, we're working from home and they're doing school. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I've ever had this much face time with the kids, um, especially your girls. Yeah. Um, with my two yeah, I mean, you got to remember, I was a single mom for so long. You know, in the summers, we spent a lot of time together cultivating, you know, uh, a family life. And that's what this sort of feels like, although it's massively... Well, the uh, intensity of... Isolating the, the, and... The, the existential reality yeah. of it is, is always impending. But I think if you, you know, when you get focused, like you know, into that regimen of each day and to getting up, getting breakfast, getting the girls ready for school and managing them, managing me, managing the house, you know, mm-hmm. you get in that, man, it's almost like, I mean, 
you've been trained for, for a long time to do it. And, and it's those mo- moments that I, I see your long-term abilities, right? I see that, hey, this is just what it's like. I don't really think of it as, it's just, I just have a natural tendency to just do it. I don't need anyone to ask me. Um, and that's probably self-taught and also learning from my mom, who is very independent as well, um, which can be a catch-22 when <laughs> trying to accept help from other people. Other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's that uh, um, you think it's probably true that a lot of moms out there struggle with asking for help? For sure. Yeah. Um, Why? But I, for, well, I also I, I want to put in there that I don't this isn't me living in this house by myself doing everything and you're just sitting at your desk and just working. Yep. That is the absolute truth. I have not left my ass from the seat in the <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But listen, everybody, she's going to make me feel better right now, but I contribute, but it's nothing like the effort she's putting forth. So go ahead. I mean, if I don't want to bust your, your balls or anything, but I'm, <laughs> if I, if I didn't, I mean, I, I saw what this house looked like when I came here for the first time when we first started dating and you were like the ultimate single dad bachelor something. Um, so I try to keep it in order a little bit. The other term that I've heard thrown around quite a bit was hoarder. Hoarder. I've heard hoarder a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I had, uh, what else? Did I... <laughs> there was a bunch. Transient. Couple others. Collector. <laughs> You're so kind. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, collector of everything. <laughs> Definitely have a tough time throwing things away. No, but it's to be have you here with me, I would feel it wouldn't feel as good if you were still on the road where or there's so many families where one of the parents has to be at work. We're very fortunate that we can both be here and we're experiencing this together. And so this this feeling that we, I think we both have, I don't want to speak for you, of having this, cultivating this family that, um, you know, we, we have, we've experienced so much together already, but this has been a special time of, you know, doing things that we typically probably wouldn't do. And, um, well, for me, the, my favorite one is just being able to sit most nights at the dinner table together. Yeah. Man, that's just amazing. I think it's the healthiest thing that I've always aspired to have as a parent to to get our family in one spot every night. Now, why is it that it was because it was just a, a such a prominent thing in your your growing up that, or in your other families, or just what you had hoped as a as a young girl in the future with your family? Where does that come from? Why do you think that it plays such a critical role? Uh, it's an opportunity to be in one place where like we were saying before the hustle and bustle is so prominent we're always just going a thousand miles a minute um so to be able to sit down everybody together at the table it gives everyone a chance to listen to each other and to see each other face to face um you know there are many nights and i can imagine in the future where we're not going to get that so just to know that you know, I can look at each one of them and ask them how their day was and really have a chance to, to, to hear them tell us is, is, is priceless. Yeah. They're so young, but they're 
all changing so quickly and yeah, so just fast. What's what's awesome is to watch those changes in real time, man. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it's like, you know, I'm on the road for a month straight and then all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, my Gracie, did you grow? You know, right. and she's like, yeah, like three inches, you know? And, right. And so I think for me, it, it is about time kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I, I'm, as you've seen multiple occasions under crisis, you know, my dial definitely gets turned up, right? That hyper sense of uh, vigilance is is elevated mm-hmm. uh, based on all the training experiences I've had. But man, it's when I can come off that by seeing the fact that, you know, you're handling so much of the stuff, right? Then I can, on occasion, come back down and, and take a look at that that life in real time, you know, what that looks like. And, and for me the the, you know, having, you know, pancakes or, or French toast on the weekends at, at the table or, you know, having dinner there, man, that's huge. As is, as is something like watching American Idol with all the girls right. too. Yeah. Or playing, playing outside. Do, how many of those things, how many of these conversations do you think are going on around the country right now? where people are saying, yeah, this is the like times of yesteryear. Do you think it's pretty common? I hope so. Um, I hope everyone's taking a second to reflect on this period of time. Um, I think people get antsy and, you know, when there was, there was a big question mark for how long this was going to go on. I think we're starting to see that it's going to, you know, begin to open up shortly or through the summer. But at one point, we had no idea if it was going to get worse before better. And, you know, who knows if kids are going to go back to school in the fall. That's a really, you know, uh, frightening thought. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love this time, but they also need structure and a schedule, you know, and we need to focus on other things besides just did someone make mac and cheese yet or <laughs> how many times do you think we've been asked for a bowl of goldfish over goldfish? this time? Yeah. Can I have yeah. some goldfish? That I is need enough. A snack. I, I think what we ought to do is when people, when, when you hear this, if you could send us uh, your list, go to one of my, go to the post where I post this show here tomorrow, or the next day and, and add in what is the number one item that your child's or children, your child or children ask you for throughout the day. And, and for me, number one is goldfish. Goldfish. Or you hear, I, have, I don't have any toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and you know those little bastards are using yeah, like 10 like, ply instead of the one and serious. a half we demanded. Yeah. That's just a joke, everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you know where my jean shorts are? Did you Where's, wash those yet? Who stole my... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's got an iPad? By plug? the way, we have four girls, so yeah, it's iPad, iPad plugs, iPad plugs. Yeah, um, but they're starting to kind of want to wear some of the same things, and so it's going to get tricky as time goes. Right, on. Let's not talk about that aspect of future mothering and parenting. There, we'll come back to that show when Why, it happens. You're going to have an anxiety. Attack. No, no, no. I just felt my heart rate jump like by like twenty beats. Man, it's crazy. Uh, let's let's talk about specifically, you know, the mindset that you believe has helped you, you know, put your head down and just work through this, this pain of this pandemic in the midst of all that's going on, the, the hundreds of thousands of deaths, uh, the unknown of uh, the models and the predictions, 
the feeling that we're not getting the truth from all different branches of the government, um, you know, and, and really kind of the, the dramatic effects to the economy that have happened. I mean, how, how are you processing all those heavier things aside from the, the, the parenting right now? Uh, if I were to evaluate, and I did a, a couple days ago, I think talking with your mom, um, I'm a really good sleeper. And I noticed that these past few months, my sleeping has not been anywhere near as, as good as it, as it usually is. So I know I'm manifesting it somewhere. You know, I was, I'm exhausted at night. I shut it down. I fall asleep, but I'm not going through the the cycles of sleep that I need to. And because I'm just I'm wow. having strange dreams and, you know, I wake up first thing. I As soon as I have a thought, I allow a thought to go into my mind, I'm awake. It doesn't matter what time it is. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what people don't understand is that when, when, when the body, in particular the brain, is put into crisis, you know, when you're in that hyper state of vigilance or alertness or anxiety, whatever term you want to use, and your brain is producing, you know, all different kinds of, of chemicals that are altering its functionality, right? It's changing. And those prolonged levels of cortisol in particular are just devastating for all sleep patterning. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what the funny thing is, is though, even though we're working out almost every day, we're eating cleaner than, I mean, we've ate, eaten in a while. I mean, you know, even our booze intake is dramatically reduced, right? Yeah. We've been, yeah, pretty good about that, considering. Considering the scotch we're drinking right now, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. But what I'm saying is, man, you know, in the midst of all that, if if you don't experience some changes, that would be a little odd, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely, you can probably answer this as well. I tend to keep things in pretty, pretty <laughs> substantially. Um, I get going quiet. Back, going yeah. back to the other concept, of mothers not being able to ask for help, right? Yeah. I, I, when I am stressed, part of me doing all these tasks, I think, are is a way for me to relieve some of that, too. I have to keep busy. And so if I were to just sit still and think about everything that's really going on around me, then I would lose my mind. It would blow <laughs> apart. Um, so keeping busy, doing everything I can all day, uh, is important to process Servicing this for, other too. Yeah. Like if you had to, if you had to work every day at just random outdoor projects or rearranging your closet, that could drive you nuts. But in the context of your, you know, the focus, the busyness, the commitment, the time, you know, you're serving everybody else, which is pretty awesome. Well, when you ask yeah. Me. And yeah. there, there's so. a part of me too, that I always feel just one second. Sorry. Sorry about that. So, yeah, so there, there's a part of me, too, like you, you were just saying about serving others. And I think that one of my personal struggles has always been doing, am I doing enough? And I've always been trying to, uh, what is my full potential? Am I, yeah. am, I, am, I, am I reaching that? Am I getting to that place? 
and being a mom, you know, people say all the time it's the hardest job there is, but you're not. Who says that? Other moms? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All, everybody, everybody, please, please. I'm so sorry. Any mom who's out there, my mom, John, I love you so much. I'm just kidding. It was a joke, a complete joke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Please. No, I, it's, it's considered to be one of the most difficult jobs in the world. By far. But you're not getting, you, you don't really, you're not able to put that on your resume. You're not able to get a degree for it. You're not able to get paid for it. Um, so you're doing That's it. That's an interesting thought though. Curriculum for mothering. What would that look like? I mean, there's a million books out there on how to be a good mom, isn't there? I don't Aren't know. I, I've never read any of them. I'm not a mom. I'm, I'm assuming there probably are. And, and that filters into the self-help for a woman in general. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, so for me, serving our children and our family is, it's kind of my way of, it's, 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 I, I want to reach my full potential just like if I were in a job or a career that, you know, um, enables me to, to work that way. So I will never just do it half-assed because for me it's, it's, it's not, I don't know, I don't do anything that's 50% or that's less for sure. than that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, a lot of women that be that have when they're younger they have ideas of what mothering is going to look like they have an idea of what how they want to be or want to act and then when it hits them everything's off the table it it completely changes i think in good ways and in bad ways how so can you describe those um you know i think it's one of those situations or blessings that you really have no idea and it all also depends on the child and your situation and all those factors um play a part in it but um some people think they're going to be the most patient mom in the world and they're not and they realize like they they don't have the ability to just be calm when the child is not calm or the other way around where they grew up in a very calm environment you know and 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 they're not sure if they can emulate what their mom was like, if she was a good parent or not. Um, I think it's always, uh, it's what you make it. And the focus is all day, every day. There's not a lot of opportunity to just take a step back. So maybe that, that maybe this situation does kind of give us that opportunity to kind of reset ourselves as as mothers as parents to say okay what's working what's not what do we want to do better what do we think we need to improve on what do we you know what do our kids really need and this is a really good time to 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 do that possibly all right now what's interesting is we've established that not only are moms super women uh they can multitask of of eight separate things or more at one time. Um, there is no actual, uh, uh, uh kind of benefit, uh, professionally, <laughs> uh, that you get, you gain from being a mother. Um, let's see, every child is different. So you, there's no structured playbook for it. Uh, and 
pretty much, uh, there's not a lot of time for yourself. So have I, have I missed any of this? And you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. I mean, and there's, everything is unpredictable. <laughs> but that, that's true whether you're a mother or not. Why is it so prominent if you are a mother? Is it because the outcome of your children and what they become? Is that the, the central worry within that statement? I think so. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. All right. So all those things that we've just laid out. Yeah, all those small, minor. Small, minor, <laughs> incredibly ominous, impending, uh, massive things that invoke a, a level of fear that for most people would make them say, I, I don't want to have kids, right? But why did you want to be a mom? And what have you gained from it? Oh, Huge. Man. Yeah. We got time. We're I have... I mean, my... When did you first know you wanted to be a mom? I felt motherly when I had my, my brother was born. And I say it, you know, we talk about it a lot, but I was nine when he was born and the youngest brother of mine. And um, my mom was just telling us the other day that she has pictures of me holding holding him on my hip. So I was little. Um and to have that instinct at that age, I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was just in me. Uh, I, I come from very loving grandmothers. And, well, in our first show, we talked a lot about them. Yeah. And, and the impact they had on you. And family and all the dynamics and cousins and everybody. I was held by every cousin of mine, my dad's, and and, and I held all the babies that came after me. So... Um, and, and we babysat, so we'd go to the lake house and everyone would be there and, you know, someone's child needed a little assistance. I was right there to help. And I was always kind of wanting to, you know, you look at babies when you're a little kid as little dolls. Um, and if they're not yours, then, you know, that's easy. But really, like if it's another kid's baby, you don't give two cents about it. But if it's I, your baby, you love it. That's odd. As a child? Yeah. For sure. You don't have the responsibility or the fear or the worry of that child's survival. So you you can check out. Just like... Yeah. Huh. But I didn't know it would transfer to other kids' babies and your babies and all that. Did you play babies? I mean, did you have oh, them yeah. all? Every, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things that I saw with the with my girls. And I've seen with, with you know your youngest is that sensation of, of caring right? The empathy that's right. involved with that type of interaction. It's really a beautiful thing, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas you look over at little boys and they're, you know, lighting their GI Joes on fire. They're mm -hmm. smashing them into right. each other. But yet, you know, little girls have this, you know, really beautiful, delicate touch at certain times. And that not, I'm not saying all girls do, some right. don't, but you know, I think it's a precursor to that in a natural motherly instinct. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I find it remarkable that at nine years old, all of a sudden you're having to give that like in real time, you're having to invoke. I wanted to. Yeah. You yeah, wanted my, my to My parents care. didn't ask me to do it. And there were times, there's a story that my mom was outside with my brother. He was a baby and she was saying goodbye to a friend who was visiting and it started to sprinkle and I walked out and grabbed him from my mom and said, I can't believe you're out here. He's he's going to get wet. 
and I brought him inside. And my mom's friend tells that story. Just like, <laughs> 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 you just, you know. You stand by to stand by there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, and as time went on, I was a babysitter and, and then I worked at the summer rec in high school. So it just progressed. And I actually wanted to be a pediatrician. So that wow. was, yeah, I went on a, a, a job shadow in high school to, to do that. And so there was something in me that just loved helping kids and being around them. Um, and it continued because I became a nanny um, after in college, after college. Um, and so wanting to have my own child was certainly always something I, I but I, I had no idea what that meant. It's difficult to know. You can't no. rationalize it. And I, I didn't, it's the child's born. You don't know what their personality is going to be like, what they're going to look like, what they're going to sound like anything. It's they're essentially, um, a complete stranger, although they've been part of you for the nine months that they've been growing. But when my oldest was born, it's, it was in that instant, as soon as she came out and I saw her face, it's transcendental. Yeah. A, a, a complete shift. It's the most surreal experience in the entire world. I think. I, 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 everything that's been documented throughout human history, every conversation I've had mostly with women who have born children is that, yeah, it is, there's no other experience that even comes close to it. It is, it is the birth of all life, right? It mm -hmm. is God's most perfect creation, mm -hmm. right? We're just this kind of useless tool that a is vessel. A of this vessel right. of, of, of seed, right? But a woman is the woman that builds it conjures it oh, you know, i was saying the woman is the vessel essentially too. wow yeah yeah i mean we deliver the seed you deliver the life i mean that's that's a whole you know that sequence itself is so profound well you go back to multitasking it's <laughs> 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 for nine months you're not only taking care of yourself huge yeah. and just the whole the, the shift in mindset and it makes you it makes you wonder the preparation that you had done before and all the empathetic, you know, maternal instinct that you acted upon with your brother and babysitting and nannying and just cousins and everybody and with your children and now my children. It's almost like, you know, you were designed for this. Not only designed, you know, I think genetically for it, but also, I mean, that's an obvious but, you know, through the sequence of your indoctrination process, right, your your exposure and where you grew up and, and what your family was like, you got to imagine that right now in, in the midst of, of these very challenging times, you know, when people are forced upon each other, in particular your children, if you didn't have that experience, it might be very difficult right now, do you think? what part of it what are you saying if we I'm, didn't have children you're saying you're saying i'm saying that if you didn't come from a family that has a very nurturing family that where exposure to those types of things is a norm of the behavior right mm -hmm. where you're you're not being asked to take care and change diapers on your your sibling or 
you know, it's your, you pitch in to have a, to be a babysitter for your cousins, whatever that, if that's not a regular part of what you grew up in, man, it, it could be very challenging right now in a pandemic because now you're really being tasked with these, these responsibilities because you don't get any escape. You don't get right. to de- detach and your kid goes to child, you know, what aftercare or go or to school or, or school yes. or, and now you're just around your kids you're everybody. Yeah. I think know? for a lot of people, it's the first time they've been around their kids for this m- amount of time, the most amount of time. And because you're also quarantined, you're isolated. You can't leave your right. house too. So it, it intensifies that, right. that, right. that closure, that perception that, uh, the, um, how, uh, your ability to expand your mind outside the environment with which it is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it. Yeah, it comes from how you grew up too. And I, re- I can recall certain times where we had snowstorms or or winter vacations, and we were kind of stuck inside as a family. And you know, we didn't, we you couldn't go anywhere, or there was too much snow and um, the ice storm, when we had no power, and we were freezing cold. And you know, you're trying to make food and yeah, yeah, we weren't leaving the house. And I, I think back when there was no electricity, so we didn't have phones, iPads, <laughs> uh, anything. And You had each other. Yeah, and and so we're lucky no one was killed and no one killed each <laughs> other. Um, but it's true because if you don't find the a way to all kind of be, it, it's... I, th- I think a lot of people struggle with that anyway. Um, How to interact with each other. Yes. In a more, in a more intimate, intimate way. In a more intimate way. Yeah. Yeah. We can be near each other in terms of proximity, right? Mm-hmm. But in actually to turn and engage with one another, to share with each other, to, to connect with each other on a deeper level, man. And that takes real focus, doesn't it? And it, and I think, uh, our situation, you and I, where we kind of, we met and we, we had children already. So it, it didn't give us this ample amount of time to date and to be alone and whatever. It kind of, um, it's, it, it gave, it, it made you and I find a way to cultivate our relationship differently and so a lot of people wonder if we're okay being together all this time because you do travel. But what we always have done is sit either on the phone or together and just talk, talk yeah. and have these conversations, sort of like what we're doing now. You know what I would love? I would love if we could go to Google's data center and, and compile <laughs> the billions of conversations that have been recorded by Alexa. I'm, I'm just kidding, Google. I'm, I'm not actually. I don't think you're actually doing that. You'd right? be but, bored as right? no, no, it wouldn't. It'd be fascinating, man. Are you kidding me? Because for the first time in most everybody's lives, most people have never done deployments. They've never oh, I been you're talking about you and I's conversations. No, no, no. I, I got it right here. Most of it. Well, probably not that much, but enough. <laughs> so you're saying with other people, with other people to actually hear people go from the, the, the passing each other in the night, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, Hey, how's it going? All right. I gotta go. Hey, I'm just back. I'm going to drop the kids off here. Oh, right. hey, I'm going to do, you know what I mean? Right. Where you're not, you're almost just like fading away in your conversations back and forth. Right. Right. 
instead of actually sitting down, look at them in the eyes and digging in mm-hmm. and say, what are you feeling right now? What are you going through? Do you want to murder your children right now? Yeah. Do you want to murder me right now? Are you frustrated with this? And actually getting into those conversations. I, what I'm hoping, what I'm praying is that this pandemic, this situation has enabled people to do that. Do you, do you think people have been forced to talk more? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're not used to your spouse being in the same space as you for a long period of time each day, when we know a lot of families like that just because of their work situations, um, and all of a sudden you are, I hope to God that they're working through maybe some, and then, you know, you just don't know if it's, it's doing the opposite where it's, it's causing a bigger divide, but I would, I'm hoping and praying that everybody is using this time as an opportunity to, well, we certainly know that's not the case. I mean, we're seeing every day in the news, domestic violence is on the rise, you know, external violence, alcohol addictions up. We're, we're seeing that the effects of this thing are, are starting to play out outside of people's houses. You think right? that's because of the relationship within the home, or do you think it's because they can't access things outside of their, I, their... I think I think when you know, anytime you take people that aren't typically used to being isolated, to being thrust into a condensed area with limited options and choices, uh, and that forced interaction People don't have the skill sets to be able to process the appropriate ways to engage. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, even if you live with somebody, you don't necessarily know how to best connect with them, especially if you're kids, you've got teenagers or, right. you know, how many, how many stories are we hearing about, you know, their kids, man, just, you know, sleeping and staying up all to the wee hours in the morning, sleeping all day and just disengaging or, mm-hmm. or even just the fact that, you know, uh, spouse, you know, and, and you know, a man and a, a, whoever, two people living together, man, they get to that point where they don't, they anything out of each other's mouth is just antagonizing. Right. So that's a part of that's a reality of this, and and so I wonder what what do you, what suggestion would you give to a couple that right now is is you know walking on eggshells, everything is there's tension in the air. What would you say how to decompress? Um, well, something that works for us that we've used, we've taken advantage of during this time is, and not everyone has this capability, but we, we bought a sauna, infrared sauna before Christmas. And we've been going in there at the end of the day, just the two of us. And it does, has the same effects as maybe working out where you're just purging and you're, you're sitting there and you're just sweating it out. And we're talking while it's going on. Sometimes we listen to music and we just unwind. And I think that it separates the day from the night for us. Um, And so I would give advice to everybody to just find a moment once you get your children to bed, if you have kids, which is usually why this, you know, the relationship maybe is um, as contentious as it is, is because you don't, your responsibilities are so grand. You're working, you have kids, whatever. You can't do it during the day. So finding a moment once the kids go to bed at night where you can kind of 
unwind together, find an activity, find, do something uh, that doesn't require a lot of pressure. So don't even, you don't have to talk, you don't have to uh, create, you just, just get in a space, maybe meditate together. Um, stretch. Stretch, do yoga, do, or do a workout or something Take that- Take a shower together. Yeah, just to separate the day from the night and so when you and separate you from your kids too man for that's sure. that's the big one Super i feel healthy. right yeah that last time once we put them down we shut that door we say hey we're going in the sauna we go and whatever it is man just that separation of responsibility a little bit is is that release mm-hmm. it's that re- not relief but release of of okay they're in bed they're okay yeah i can i can dial it down a little yeah. bit so you individually are able to kind of stop the 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 train from the day but then together you're able to just you know break away from it all and just come together and 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 find a moment where you're relaxing and maybe just reset it for the for you know for the day for the night and i think for us that's been the best um, exercise that we've done and so, because once we, once we do that, our moods have substantially shifted and we are able to look at each other like we're real humans and not just, <laughs> tra- you know, antagonists. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, or just workhorses yeah, all day. Right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, it's my favorite thing to do and it makes me real, like, it gives me a chance to look at you face to face and appreciate who you are and what you've done all day when I maybe have not even recognized it because I've been going a thousand miles a minute. I've been myself. engaging in nine separate things over the course of uh, each nine, every half hour, 15 minutes. Anyways, what is the name of the sauna that we got? It's a JHL or JJ, what is it? I think Lifestyles. it's J. Something. NH Lifestyles. JNH Lifestyles. Three person infrared sauna. Yeah, we put it in our garage and we turn that puppy on. It's awesome. 140 degrees. Yeah, 30 minutes. 30 minutes in there. Fantastic. And it has a Bluetooth. So you just play music. And we've had times where, I mean, you're. You know, since we're right in the middle of of giving them a, a. a commercial we ought to give everybody else a commercial absolutely yeah yeah and, and by the way we're not sponsored by them we just really dig their product yeah. we recommend if you're we gonna look it. at it check it out you can't beat it all right but who we are sponsored by <laughs> uh and this is this is a, a deeper relationship that for that obviously I, I i just again man for a guy that's been exposed to enough blast uh, waves and blast patterns and enough concussions and football and lacrosse, uh, you know, I'm always nervous and scared that uh, I'm not going to get the type of uh, neurogenic uh, uh, reprieve I need with just sleep, especially in a pandemic. But what I can do is I can tap into on it and on it's number one, uh, product that they've got alpha brain this little sucker man i wake up wake up in the morning you know have a glass of water take an alpha brain and man my brain is singing for the rest of the day you 
I'm telling you, if you, in this time, if you're really striving to optimize all, everything that you're doing, all your performance, uh, you're trying to shed the weight, you're doing two, two a day workouts cause you got nothing else to do. Uh, man, on it is the place to go. So head over to onnit.com. That's O N N I T.com. Onnit.com. Check out Alpha Brain, man. I, I have their total gut health. Man, this thing is phenomenal. I've had a, a crappy golf uh, gut ever since I was in the service. And I'm telling you, this stuff, this little puppy's awesome too. So, but check it out. They've got everything you could want over there, man. You'll love it. Uh, I personally t- love their nut butters and their protein powder phenomenal and their kettlebells kettlebells the monkey kettle you, yeah and and do you like the little protein bars those are those yeah are the phenomenal. protein bars are really they're good. phenomenal yeah. yeah i love the amino acids the creatine i mean we got a whole shelf of it so go check out on it.com all right our other one is is uh ready wise or, or or formerly known as wise company now i'm telling you what now this company has been saving lives out there recently they are literally filling orders 24-7, seven days a week right now because everybody recognizes with the dangers of food supplies, the meat supplies, uh, dangers in chicken and poultry, uh, dangers in potential uh, uh, overseas resupp- uh, resupplies. Uh, I mean, I remember when this thing kicked off, hell, man, toilet paper was gone. Everything was gone. It was all gone. Um, so were you ready? That's the real question. Were you ready and were you prepared? And better yet, was your family prepared if no more food was coming in? And how long? I'm willing to bet that the overwhelming majority of y'all were not ready. Thank God we were ready, right? Uh, I've been working with this incredible company, ReadyWise, for the past year, year and a half plus. Man, these guys know what they're doing. The the food tastes great. It's delicious. It actually is really good. I mean, you've probably had, what, 10 meals so far now? Yeah. Yeah, Right around there? Yeah. And and I've had most of them, and this stuff is the best stuff I've ever eaten. I prefer that. I mean, when you open your cupboards and you can't get to the grocery store and you have canned food and rice i'd prefer this the ready wise man yeah. oh yeah the linguine the oatmeal is delicious oh mingia all right so <laughs> here's what i want you to do i want you to go to readywise.com or wisefoodstorage.com and i want you to go check out all the different buckets the one month the three months the six month the one year man because you never want to be caught in a pandemic again i'm telling you that i know for sure you never do You'll have the right amount of food. You'll be prepared and your family will be prepared. So don't put yourself through it again. Head over to readywise.com or wisefoodstorage.com and you get everything. And then when you go to sign out, man, put in your promo code FROGLOGIC, promo code FROGLOGIC at, you know, give you 25% off everything you order, man. You can't beat it. That's readywise.com, promo code FROGLOGIC, 25% off. And the last one is, hey, uh, you're home with your kids nonstop right now. I know you are. We are. We're working out with them every day. We're trying to get them go. If you're struggling and you don't know what to do, head over to our website at teamfroglogic.com. Support us a little bit uh, and check out Doc Frog's uh, physical training manual. This is my little anthropomorphic Navy SEAL superhero character that'll teach your kid not only the motivational tribute uh, attributes of Frog Logic concepts. But also, we'll teach your kid twelve different exercises that they can that you can do with them uh, while they get in shape, and they get fired up, they get motivated. Man, the art in this is absolutely the best art you'll ever see in a kid's yeah, book, hands sure. down. Uh, my 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 colleague and, and good lifelong friend Brian Colt is the artist in this, 
And this is the best thing you've ever stuffed. And if when you're over there, uh, you know, check out Doc Frog's anti-bully manual where he introduces uh, three other his uh, anthropomorphic buddies. Uh, you got uh, Semper Fido, Hannah Hawk, and and uh, Wiley Wolf with Doc helping out kids deal with bullying situations. So head over to TeamFrogLogic.com, and if you're up for it, man, uh, check out the hats, the tees, whatever. Sweat we got shirts. a we got a big Memorial Day sale coming up here soon, so yep. wait for that. We got great deals on sweatshirts. Um, but that's it, man. Check it out. All right, and we're back. We're back. Yeah, sorry about that. A little brief interlude. Had to give props to our sponsors. Uh, and then uh, also to the sauna. All right, let I want to pivot a little bit with you. Okay. All right. Now, when when you think about Mother's Day, what does it mean to you? I mean, because we talked about it and you said we ought to have uh, a whole month. Was that, was that what you said or did I say that? No, I didn't say that. What did you say? You said... I just think one day, one day a month, like every no, third Thursday. I, I every just month. thought I just sometimes feel like it's. I mean, I I understand the the recognizing moms on a certain day, but I it does it does some other things too. I think it can really affect people that have lost a, a mom or that can't have children, and you know, so there's a there's some heaviness that weighs around it. Um, for the people that are moms and it's it's a way for our children to show us love and appreciation and for myself to tell my mom that but I feel it every day for my mom and I want to think and hope that my kids feel the same way about me too so yeah it's like one of the only holidays out there that is like hey man every day is mom's day every day we love mom and dad's too I think I don't know I don't know. I mean, dads, dads don't play that so that centralized role in development, right? They're they're there, but they don't really come into play till a little bit later, post, you know, I don't know, post adolescence when you're in, you know, you're getting into your teens and you're trying to structure, you know, that 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 know. they play a role in terms of safety, security, and all that, but nothing compared to what a mom does, you know. And the mom is is man, it's the focal point. For, for most people, the overwhelming, well, and it doesn't matter what culture you're from, moms play a significant role in, in a child's development, for sure. And, and so, you know, is, is, it, is it efficient? Is it enough to, to, to surmise that entire effort, that, that massive impact into one day and celebrate for one day? Is that what Mother's Day is about? Or is it just... Uh, a moment to take a pause from those nine different, you know, tasks that you got going on. To... I think so. Yeah, I think it, it's a, it's a, an a opportunity for everybody to kind of sit back for a second and again, like this, and say, thank you, mom, you know, for everything and really show, you know, explain the appreciation that we all have for our, our moms um, but as a mom myself, there are days that are more special or more moments that are more significant than just that one day. So, and it's pretty consistent, you know, things happen with our children that we're high-fiving each other when we go to bed at night or, <laughs> you know, we're, we're crying because we can't believe how beautiful it was. And, and so one one day of the year where they're thanking us 
for being moms. It's like, I kind of want to thank my kids all the time and, you know, for giving me the opportunity to, to kind of rise to an occasion of, of this task of motherhood that's insurmountable and, and just feels like they're the reason why I'm good at what I do, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you felt at specific times like where you feel this this massive jump forward in your abilities throughout your motherhood? Yeah. It. When was the last major shift that you felt? I have a daughter who is 12 <laughs> and she is, um, you know, I don't want to share too much personally, but she's, she's changing every week, I guess, almost. Yeah. Um, she's in that preteen stage and I just, um, I've seen leaps and bounds in her development over the last year and a half, year, year and a half. Um, it, it's so prominent and intangible and so when I have these conversations with her these moments with her it is it's surreal because I feel like I'm talking to I I feel like I was just in that place you know really yeah interesting yeah and I can remember it I can rem- I can f- I can feel what sh- some of what she's feeling. You can remember your feelings in those moments of uncertainty, those moments of of like your whole world is changing. Yes. Right? And and you can feel that in the conversations when you're talking with her. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Um and I it I don't know. And, and meeting you and you coming into my life, into my children's life, you've kind of given me this space to uh, parent them differently than I've ever been able to parent them. Because like we talked about before, uh, it was all about survival and I needed to just like give them everything they needed all the time. And so now I'm able to kind of step back and say, well, I don't need to give them everything that they need all the time because now this wonderful man is is giving them other things that I couldn't do and I didn't want to do or I, you know, I didn't have the abilities to do. And now I'm able to kind of circle back around and 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 really focus on what my strengths are as a mom and give them what I typically, you know, really want to focus on. And so, um, especially with, with my oldest child, it, I've felt a closer bond with her than I ever have. That's so cool. Yeah. That's deeper. It's, in, it's really remarkable how when you become significantly aware of changes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, the, the time in our lives where we're really in tune with that is when we watch our little children because we can see it, right? Mm-hmm. They lose their teeth. They got the little front things there and they have <laughs> these big choppers and then they get boobs and then they're whatever. And, you know, you're witnessing these dramatic changes. And and so, you know, the the the, the, the significance of mothering is, is tied to those changes, right? Mm-hmm. What do you foresee in the future? You know, when all the girls are at their... 30s 
what will, what will mothering, well, how will you want to look at mothering then? Well, I think a lot of people get nervous about the future with girls and maybe children in general, but there is a big part of me that's kind of ready and excited for every challenge. And I actually look forward to the different changes and developmental stages of their lives. And so I guess when you have, you know, we have four kids and three of them are kind of, they're very close in age. So we might, one might surpass another before. So it might not go in order, but when you have one that's older, you kind of watch them go through certain things and the next one comes and she goes through this, you know, similar uh, developmental stages and um, it excites me. And I, I like the challenge as a parent to, to face each of those situations and, you know, work through them with, with that child. And I can't wait for, you know, sitting down and where are you going to, you know, go to high school or who having the conversations? Well, I, I think I like this boy. Can I date him and what that means? And, um, you know, let me ask you this. Do you think with this pandemic and the fact that most high schoolers didn't get to finish their senior years, no graduations, they're in this massive transition from leaving the nest, going to college potentially next year or mm-hmm. online, hopefully most likely going to college. But what, what, what do you think they're going through right now? What do you think? Is it difficult? Cause they've had, you know, their lives were going a thousand miles an hour mm-hmm. and then they stopped and everybody came home and everybody's in the same house. Is it going to be more difficult for those mothers, you think? I think possibly that, you know, every period of time is once once those children get past that, you sort of grieve that. And I don't know if these moms and dads are able to grieve that high school time for these kids because they really didn't finish it the way that, it just, you know, just shut off so suddenly that what are they going to do? Spend the summer, you know, reenacting graduations and, and final exams and, you know, and those last proms and everything. Um, And so when that doesn't happen, I think that it sometimes can, you know, I don't know it can prevent that real like grieving process. If that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's funny, man. You you don't realize how many consistencies that you became accustomed to and went until they were gone from you. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You, You know, if you live every day in your normal life, right. And you do the same things and you get these patterns of behavior and these patterns of cognition going over and over and over. But man, when somehow something dramatic changes that, right, mm-hmm. and forces you to to acknowledge a dramatic existential shift, man, it 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 often really, you know, refines the way you look at things, mm-hmm. right? You start to acknowledge the significance of all these days that you had with your child before this next big phase or 
all the significance of what graduating means and the effort they put forth and all the, you know, the closing of yeah, the chapter. Yeah, sort of man. And yeah. I think that would be, it's almost, you know, although everybody's, you know, bitching and moan and they're like, right, you had your proms and you had all that nonsense. But man, I think this could be a real pivotal thing for all these children to be able to experience their parents in particular, their mothers, in this one final way before our lives change. Yeah. You know, because they are changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're changing in every way. They're, we've, I mean, with 34 million jobs lost, um, not sure what's going to happen with travel and with interaction, and we have no idea. And, you know, this has changed, I think, a little bit of the way, I, at least I look at parenting, has it changed the way you look at mothering? Has it intensified it? Has it altered it? What do you do? You think it's a, it it's helped you in any way? Yeah, I think like we talked about before, being in this space and not having opportunities to check out really, um, it kind of get it, it's revealing of your strengths and weaknesses. And when there's four children who are pretty good about telling you what you, you know, what you're not good at in the sense of, um, not that they're, they're wonderful kids, but if you're not doing something that they like or they need or whatever, they're here to tell you versus they're telling their teacher or acting out at school or, you know, being mean to a friend at recess. Um, and so for me, you know, I've kind of dialed back and, and, said what what am i what do i want to be better at and i think it's just the time and and giving like we always talk about is trying to be with the kids more in a in a more special way instead of just here's your shirt here's your lunch here's your go brush your teeth get your shoes on let's go um for me, it's harder because I'm so used to that kind of regimented schedule, but just being able to say, all right, let's go do a, a bike ride together. Let's go for a walk. Let's go play soccer. Let's um, watch a show together, a movie or read a book or um, let me show me what you're working on at school. You know, all those things that I don't think I've done in, since last summer with them, you know, and yeah. Um, and, and for me saying, giving myself a break a little bit and saying, all right, they're all healthy, they're happy and they're thriving. Um, it, it kind of calms me down. That's a pretty special answer right there. You know, you often think about. I know I thought about it all the time. I just, if I just had more time, if I just had more time, I could do this. I could be a better dad. I could be better this. I could give them more focus, more attention. I could be present. I could slow down. And we've been given that. I mean, it's not the greatest gift because of all the other, the other things. But you know, with any bit of luck, a little bit of influence from the Lord or or whatever man, we can take this lesson and we can apply it to the rest of our lives. And I think one of the, the real powerful things is, is the opportunity that moms have had to really be moms again, 
mm-hmm. right? To to be there and to you know be there for the scrapes and for the cries and the frustration of your kids not being able to leave the house in nine weeks or or the the the, the little fighting going on here and there. But to really dig in and be a mom, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've got to imagine that you know even even in all these other challenges that's been a real positive thing over this this time yeah and speaking for myself um i've been a mom for 12 and a half years i guess you could say 13 and it has been very intense (laughs) (laughs) um so many life changes and and um I've needed to slow down and I've needed to take a breath and you have given me that opportunity and not as good as I'd like to but I'm I'm working on it you have and 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 this period of time is as our family has given us that opportunity to kind of just slow down and refine what is important and so many different things as parents through our work um, th- how we manage all the the, t- the tasks and 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 how we want to live our life and what's important is just knowing that we have each other to rely on and 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 give our i think leading by example with the children for the children um, is something that we, it's probably one of our, our best uh, assets that we, we can give them. I, I to their own horns, but. You're a hell of an asset, sweetie. <laughs> an asset. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass it up. Listen, um, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, everything that you do for our girls and for our family. But you know, now being willing to get on on the air here and to just talk and chat openly about the importance of what being a mom is like and the trials and tribulations, the difficult things that were that all the other moms out there feel collectively. Because mm-hmm. as as you and I both know. You know, one of the greatest things that we have in this life is to share our collective pain and suffering with each other, mm-hmm. right? That's where we're, we're really able to cross the line of, of this place where, you know, uh, tough times, difficult environments, stressful situations, uh, they seem to be lessened by the fact that we can share in each other's pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I just... I uh, just it's such an honor for me to have you come back on and and talk about mothering and, and for this Mother's Day special and I just uh, can't thank you enough and uh, hopefully I can I can learn a hell of a lot more from you. I love you, baby. I love you too. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me be a part of your family and and help raise your children and we do it collectively and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Amen. Love you. Love you.